pastor sent me a text this morning just encouraging me. You know, he does that throughout the week as I'm preparing for the message and leading the church and leading our teams. Um, you know, I said this my first Wednesday, I believe um, it was, I forget the date, maybe the third or fourth, um, that this is an honor to do this. I've watched my mother and father do it my entire life. I've been blessed to be on a pastor, Rick, for years, Pastor Randy for years, and Pastor Steve Alexu in Minneapolis for a couple years, too. Um, so it's always been great to watch these men and women of God from afar. Um, but now getting actually, you know, the opportunity to lead, I understand the weight of this. And I have way more respect for the men of God after just a couple of weeks with y'all. Um, but this is an honor. Um, one thing that it has done, it has allowed me to fine-tune me because I respect what happens at this place. So I've been watching the way I speak to my wife. I've been watching the way I parent. I've been watching the way that my kingdom self has been showing up in the worldly system um, in this church as I lead, as I communicate, and as I love. Y'all should be grateful for that because I refuse to be, you know, I'm, I, you know, I'm still flawed, of course. Just talk to my wife one-on-one and you will find out. But I choose to want to live right, not just because I'm going to preach, but because of the, the importance of what I do. Speak the truth. Um, the world has many truths, but only one truth leads to the Father. Only one truth leads to his kingdom. Only one truth leads to healing. Only one truth um, leads to joy and love. That, that joyful Jonathan Glenn that you met at, you know, 11 o'clock this morning starting this service, that only happens when you're connected to God the Father. There's reasons in my life to be upset right now. There's reasons to be concerned right now. There's reasons to doubt and worry right now. But when you are plugged into God... The supplier of joy and happiness. It's easy to see while this big, beautiful brother can be happy this morning. Uh, and here's the tea. I don't have to be the only one happy. You can also be happy. Hallelujah. All the quiet ones, stay frowning all you want. You'll get connected with the Lord soon enough. I have a message for you this morning. Oh, actually, let me say this. Happy Valentine's Day. You know, corporate America loves this holiday and my checkbook. But I love my missus. I've been married to Alice for 10 years. I believe that she's in the back helping our young people. Y'all give her a hand, the love of my life. <laughs> I told her the day she married me, you ain't never getting rid of me. And I mean it. Um, but it's been good. And let me tell you, it's been 10 years, it'll be 11 years this um, October. And, you know, 10 years of marriage, the last four years have been the best because in those last four years, I had the epiphany that if I love the way that God has created me to love, that my marriage would be better. What? 
What? Somebody should have told me that year one. But hallelujah, it's been great. I have the best partner. I have the best champion for me, my goals. It's nothing like having a cheerleader who is, you know, cheer, you know cheering you on for your goals. She wants me to be better in Christ. She wants me to do well in school and lead well, just like I want her to do great at her job. I want her to be the best. It's so amazing to have a partner who continues to do that. And if you're looking for that person, I promise you keep on connected to God, and God will lead you to that place where you need to be. But if you are that partner, listen, what I'm going to preach about today, I'm hoping it will put you in the place where you are that person that you need for yourself and for your family. It's not always easy. If loving was easy, everybody would do it. Um, let me, love is not lust. What I'm talking about this morning is not lust. It, it's, it's love. Kingdom love. We've recently been talking about kingdom people, kingdom living. Last week, it was a pretty intense message about kingdom living compared to the regular old stereotypical Christian. Within that kingdom living is what we call kingdom love. Somebody say kingdom living. Kingdom living. Galatians 2 and 20 says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave him self up for me, meaning that you are not your own if you're a kingdom person. If God says love people, it is his desire for us to love. We must do it. Second Corinthians 5, 20 through 21. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God were pleading through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God, for he is for for he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. All of that was just spoken to you to remind you that you are supposed to be ambassadors of Christ in this kingdom living. Just, that's just a real quick background from last week that we are not our own. So within the understanding of being this kingdom person, there's a certain thing called kingdom love. And I'm hoping to get across to you today that it is our job to be that person. Ambassadors of Christ, individuals who represent the kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven. I want to read to you 1 John 4, 7 through 8. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God. And everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God, for God is what? For God is what? God is love. I remember as a kid, uh, probably seven, some of you know of my family. I grew up with a lot of cousins. Um, be fruitful and multiply seemed to be the thing in my family in Saginaw. 78 first cousins, y'all. We rode deep. Ooh, Yeah. Family dinners was amazing. People competing about whose turkey better. I don't care. Just give me the turkey. Hallelujah. <laughs> it was a lot of cousins, a lot of cousins, to the point I didn't need best friends growing up. I had family. Right? That's, how, that's how close we were. And this particular day over my Aunt Joyce's house, um, 
the brother is together and something happened and fists are flying. Pop, 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 you know. I don't know if we were practicing WCW. You may not remember that. It's called something different today, but that's what it was back in the day. Um, so my Aunt Joyce comes in. She's the peacemaker. And if you know anything about my family, before we get punished, the Bible always comes out. So it was very torturous as a kid. You never knew. And when the scripture is over, will I get a spanking or is this just a lecture? So it was that moment. So she cracked the Bible out. It's like 12 of us. And she sat us down. And she read to us 1 John 4, 7 and 8. I was seven. And as you know, in my family, we're very musical. So she starts singing, Beloved, let us love one another. And she began to sing that scripture to us. And all of a sudden, we were all swaying back and forth. And to this day, I'm 40 now, that song is stuck in my head. No whooping followed, so just in case you were wondering. But beloved, let us love one another. It is something that we should be reminded on a daily basis as a kingdom person. Are you loving people? Are you just that mean old neighbor that everyone's afraid to walk on your grass? Or are you loving people? It's a song that I grew up on. I, don't, I can't remember if it was something my parents were saying to me or something that was on the radio. They will know we are Christians by our love, by our love. They will know we are Christians by our love. That's not the case in 2021. Some of the stuff I see on social media, some of the stuff that I see or hear as I'm talking to my fellow Christians is not so loving in 2021. But if we are kingdom people, the way we communicate is through love. The way we give, the way we, we assist the community, the way we govern, the way we preach, the way we show up and our everyday skin and who we are should be in such a way that they know who we are aligned with by the way we communicate our love. They will know us by our love. There's so many situations I've been in, and people just assume I'm a Christian by the way I'm communicating to them. I remember at the age, I forget the age, this was my first year, first summer in college. I was doing a huge history project on the Klan, Ku Klux Klan. And I was doing my research, a 25-page paper. I mean, you know, I was getting in, I was digging, I was, you know, you know I love research, so I'm, I'm loving it. I got to a section in the book that said, we burned the cross of Jesus to spread the love of Jesus. What? I remember reading a book going, I stopped and I looked around the library. What? What book y'all reading? In hate, I'm teaching you to love a Christ? I burned a cross on your lawn to spread the love and light of Jesus Christ? What book are you reading? I'm confused for you. 
I got an A on the paper too. I mean, read the history of the church, y'all. It's a, it's, it's a very interesting thing that people would take what Jesus spoke and loved to many, to multitudes, and use that to hate people. That's the opposite of kingdom living. I remember teaching our Believer School of Excellence here, and we were sitting down, and I was talking, and I said, listen, if, if you are a racist if I, and you claim to know God, I'm confused again for you. Because the last time I checked his creations, I've seen the beautiful greens and blues of the Caribbean Sea. I've seen the beautiful mountain sides of Seattle and the Washington area over there, the beautiful white tips of the mountains. I've seen the desert's horrible Phoenix heat. I've seen the beauty of Lake Superior. I've, I've seen so much in this world, and our God can create so beautiful colors. How could he hate one or two? <laughs> it doesn't match. Our God loves with a kingdom love. And the way we love shows the world what kingdom we represent. Today is going to be a day of reading. I'm going to read the word to you. Um, because I want to jump to 1 Corinthians 13. Um, pastor has taught me when I'm doing a pre-marriage counseling um, we always go through 1 Corinthians 13 together. Um, it's one of those chapters and books of the Bible that really talks about the God type of love. And I really want to read this to you this morning. If you don't have your Bible, don't worry. I'm like the Bible app. Just sit back and listen. Though I speak with tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I have become sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy, I understand all mysteries and all knowledge. And though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains, but not love, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, but not have love, it profits me nothing. Love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself. It is not puffed up. It does not behave rudely. does not seek its own. It is not provoked. Thinks no evil. does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth. Bears all things. Believes all things. Hopes all things. Endures all things. Love never fails. But whether there are prophecies, they will fail. Whether there are tongues, they will cease. Whether there is knowledge, it will vanish away. For we know in part, we prophesy in part. But when that which is perfect has come, then that which is in part will be done away. When I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. For now we see in the mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then I shall know just as I am known. And now abides faith, hope, and love. These three, but the greatest of these is love. We can be the talented 
person in the room. On the sports field or court, we can be the best singer in the world. We can be known as the nicest person in the room. We can have faith to move mountains, but if we don't have love, it profits nothing. You can be the most anointed person on this stage. Have books, make millions of dollars representing the kingdom of heaven. But if you don't have kingdom love, you have nothing. This is not my words. It's the word of God I just read you. Love never fails. In the face of a whole bunch of stuff that's happened last year, I reminded my students, y'all have to love Love, Mr. Glenn, you correct. Listen, love never fails. And the last time I checked, God is. God is. So when you bring God to the scene, not you, love prevails. See, when Joni shows up, messiness shows up. My contradictions and stereotypes and the way I perceive things should happen show up. The categories I put certain people in show up. My implicit biases show up. Right? It shows up in every single way. But when you allow God to come on the scene, when you allow your kingdom personality to come up, love never fails. I like this part. I actually text this to pastor. Within kingdom living, there is hope, there's faith and love. But the greatest of all of that, listen, you can have faith to move mountains, the word says. Don't you love those people? Ooh, girl, you're so faithful. You better believe in God. Oh, you hate people? Interesting. I'm sorry, it sounds weird, doesn't it? I have faith in God, but I hate those people over there. (laughs) I'm just going to burn this thing for the light of Jesus Christ. What? Seems silly, but some people consider that kingdom. It's a false reality. It's a false love. Not for sure what you would call it. Loving people isn't the easiest thing to do, but it's the godly thing to do. Listen, it's people, <laughs> listen, it's, it's really easy not to like people. I promise you. It's real easy. But it is harder to love people who you consider don't deserve it. I mean, the Lord was on the cross dying and saying, God, forgive them. What? Have I had the power of Jesus? Yeah, I mean, God knows who to send to the battle. Because if I had Jesus' power, it would have been some Romans wiped out (laughs) in the history books. Then for some reason, this black gentleman preached, and and all of a sudden, all the Romans were gone. Yes. (laughs) And they are going to history books. (laughs) But thank God for Jesus. Because let me remind you that he loved you in spite of your mess. 
Let me remind you that although your thoughts may be wrong, he loved you in your thoughts. Let me remind you in the midst of your mistakes that he showed up and loved you in spite of. Let me remind you of that love. And we forget how easily he has loved us in spite of our mistakes. And we choose not to give the same love to people. Oh, my gosh. 2020 was literally imperfect people judging imperfect people. (laughs) But not in the kingdom. Not kingdom people. I'm going to list off some names. If your name is not spoken, it doesn't mean that I don't think that you're a lovable person. I got to give that disclaimer. When I see Chuck and Bev, they look at me with the love of a kingdom. When I look at my girl, Corey, she looks back at me with the love of a kingdom. Connie Lauer, my spiritual mother, she looks at me with the love of a kingdom. Some of y'all may not know John and Audrey Williams. But if you met Audrey, Audrey looks at you with that laugh of the kingdom. And Jeff and Denise, who took me in as a broke grad student, and they called me son, they looked at me with the love of the kingdom. Mike and Linda Hoffman who supports me at every turn, looks at me and my children as family of this kingdom. If these people that didn't know me before I was 28 can love me in spite of what I used to be, why can't we in this room do that to every single person in this room? Why can't we do that to our neighbors? Why can't we do that to our boss? I know your boss probably irritates you, but why can't you love them in spite of the irritation? Why can't we love people as God would want us to love? And again, if I didn't name you, that don't mean I don't love you. I'm just telling you, when I wrote this, these people popped in my head. They, They look at me and I can tell that they were literally calling me son. And that's the type of love that you meet when you enter the house. We choose our greeters on purpose. You don't meet no grouchy people when you walk in this church. I'm watching you. Hey, pastor, we need to remove that individual there. Hallelujah. (laughs) Um, You're now an usher. I'm just joking, Richard. (laughs) I won't send them to you. Hallelujah. Oh, it does something to me in the midst of the struggles I dealt with last year. These people kept me grounded when I couldn't see God's love, when I couldn't feel the kingdom love, when I, when I was searching for that in the midst of my faith, those people I've mentioned loved me. And our world needs that type of love. 
let me get reading again. I want to read Luke 10 and 25 through 37, but I want to talk about the background before I read it. Um, some of us know this story as the Good Samaritan. Let me break down the characters of this story that Jesus spoke about. First, it's the priest. We hear about the priest in the Bible days and now holy man of God, preacher, endurer of the word of God. Then you have the Levite. I would have been considered a Levite back in the day. The prison worship leaders at Levites, principal roles in the, temp, um, in the temple included singing psalms during temple services, performing, um, preaching here and there, um, serves as teachers and judge, maintaining the refuge of the biblical times. So when you hear the word Levite, prison worship leader, who's most likely also a reverend, when you hear that, that's what you hear. And then the Samaritan, historically, the Jewish people and the Samaritans were one, and then all of a sudden they began to split with different ideologies. Um, some were considered dogs, half-breeds, because of who conquered them and, you know, interbreeding and on and on and on. So Jews did not hang out with Samaritans. Samaritans didn't hang out with Jews. They did not like each other. Now that we understand the background of it, let me read to you. Verse 25. And behold, a certain lawyer stood up and tested him, Jesus, saying, Teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? He said to him, What is it written in the law? What is your reading of it? So he answered, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, Your answer, you have answered rightly. Do this and you will live. But he, wanting to justify himself, said to Jesus, And who is my neighbor? And Jesus said, a certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho, fell among thieves, and stripped him of his clothes. Coming from Jerusalem, we're talking about a Jewish individual. Wounded him and departed, leaving him half dead. Now, by chance, a certain priest came down that road, and he saw him, and he passed by on the other side. You know, ooh, ooh, get a job, grouch. You know, those people. If it's you, I'm sorry. Likewise, a Levite, when he arrived at the place, came and looked and passed on the other side too. There go the praise and worship leader. But a, Samaritan, a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion, and he went to him and um, bandaged his wounds pouring on oil and wine, and he set him on his own animal, brought him to an inn, took care of him. On the next day, when he departed, he took out two denarii, gave them to the innkeeper, and said to him, take care of him, and whatever more you spend, when I come again, I will repay you. So which of these three do you think was neighbor to him who fell amongst the thieves? And he said, he who showed mercy on him. And then Jesus said to him, go and be likewise. Liking people is almost noon. I'm trying to figure out if I want to jump right in or, yeah, I jump right in. Liking people, recognizing their beliefs, agreeing with their personal stance and issues, or their status in life should not dictate the kingdom love you offer them. Joni's a reverend. He's cool. I can love him. 
Johnny's a black man, but he's a Christian too, so I believe that he believes what I believe politically, so I'm going to love him. Oh, this person over here, they, they dress the way I dress. They smell the way I smell. I'm going to love them. Right? It's easy to love people when they look and act just like us. But what if that other person walks in the house of the house of the Lord? Would they receive the same type of love? Right? I love when y'all just stare at me like that. It's, I, I don't know what you're thinking. But God knows. Don't love me more because I'm just nice or well-spoken or believe what you believe. Loving easy people is easy. Loving people you don't want to love. Now that's the alarm. All right, for those who are new to us this morning, every day at noon, we pray against COVID, and we also pray for our pastors, um, you know, as they're out and about. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you so much for your healing power. Lord, we curse COVID at its root within this country and outside of this country. Lord, we thank you that it was coming to cease, is going away by your power. We choose to believe that you provide us with what we need. And we stand on those promises today. And for those who are dealing with this disease, we pray for health, strength, that they will overcome this moment. And for those living in fear, we thank you that you're a God of no fear, no doubt. We put our trust in you. And Father, we pray for our pastor and Miss Diane again as they're out, that you will protect them, lead and guide them until they're able to come back and be able to see them again. Somebody say amen. amen. I want you, if I could say anything that is probably the most important part of this message, it's this moment. Kingdom people are called to love who the world calls unlovable, unreachable, unteachable, Tattoos, piercings, broken English, the unbeliever, the unruly youth, the get-off-my-grass older neighbor. We are called to love them all. And the moment we create our own list of qualifications to receive our love, we begin to represent another kingdom. Some of us, we have created qualifications of how we love people a list that they must achieve before we allow our kingdom love to be theirs. That is not how God loves, or you wouldn't be loved. Right? Oh, the stuff I could tell you that I used to do. Thank God there was no social media in the 90s. I'm being... I, Some of y'all grew up in the 70s, thank God. Y'all didn't have social media then too. Let's be real, right? Because my youth at school, they look at me like, oh, Mr. Glean is so perfect. What? God loved me. God, love is the reason why I'm here today. 
God's love is the reason why you are here today. And the same love that he gave you, the same grace and mercy that he has given you, he wants you now to give it to other people as a representation and an ambassador of the kingdom of heaven. And if you're finding yourself giving people or having a list of qualifications of why or why not you should be loving people, I question what kingdom you are a part of. And I can do that with confidence this morning. Because only kingdom people love people who shouldn't be loved. The world tells us to hate our enemies. The world tells us to fight back. And if they kill us, to kill them. God says to love and response of, to remind them that I am love. At any time, Jesus could have called angels to destroy the Romans. But his love for me and you made them stay there as they whipped him as they pulled his beard, as they spit on him, as they put him on a barbaric thing called a cross and made him suffocate. He did that for you for a four-letter word, love. And we can't do that for other people. As I digress, I wanted to tell you, I'm not perfect at this. I was talking to Brandy this morning. I pray all the time, Lord, let me love them the way you created them to be loved. You know, there's people out there who don't believe what I believe or they don't live the way I live. I have two mentees who are Muslim. And when I met them, I, I didn't know what I could offer them. You know, we're two different religions and, and for some reason they were glued to me. I'm like, okay, Lord, I hear you. So I've loved them. I've loved them. I've loved them. It is scary how much they trust me now. One of the young ladies went through some horrible stuff. And she called me and she said, I don't know what's wrong. I prayed. And I said, well, how is it that you pray and you don't hear a response? Because I loved her for four years, she knew the place I was coming from. That moment that I can give her the truth was then. But if I wouldn't have loved her for four years, that moment would have never been there. And right there, I was able to say, you know, when I pray to the Lord, he responds to me. When I pray to my Lord, he leads me. And she was like, tell me more. Right? If I would have judged her and not loved her the way Christ wanted me to love her, I would have never been put in a position to give her the truth. My other mentee, He's in med school now, and I'm always telling him, hey, how those big tests? Man, Mr. Glenn, it's rough. I'm praying for you, bro. Oh, man, thanks for your prayer. No, man, I'm, I'm praying for you. That door hasn't opened yet, but I'm setting the stage for that window to open. Bam, Jesus. <laughs> Some of us don't even get that close. Some of us don't even allow ourselves to, ah, they're unclean, Lord. They, oof, oof, they believe in another God. I, 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 can't, I can't love them like I love my neighbor at Res Lai. I have a few family members in the gay community, and I love them so much. I love them with a kingdom love. They know what the Bible says. They know where I stand. But when I see them, 
I love on them. I hug them. I ask them how college is going because it's going to be a window there. And when it happens, I'm ready to go. Stop cutting off people, especially family members who don't live like you. How, how do you expect them to see the love of God? If you cut yourself off, how are they supposed to see the love of God? I've had to pray for balance in this too. I'm not perfect. As a youth pastor here years ago, a youth was coming towards me. The Holy Spirit spoke to me instantly. She's going to tell you she's dealing with homosexual thoughts. It's your job not to look surprised. You love her. I'm like, what? She comes in, hey, I need to talk to you about something serious. My face was straight. I smiled. Before she spoke, I said, I, I want you to know I love you. And she said it. I didn't bat an eye. And I was like, I'm going to love you. We're going to work together. I didn't go ill or whatever, you know, the world wants to tell us to do as a kingdom person, as a kingdom living individual. I respond to the world with a love that is deeper than mine, with a love that doesn't make six in my mind, a love that doesn't, to love someone or something that is completely different than me and my belief system is what God wants us to do. And the moment we do that, Watch the world change. We live in silos and we only love each other. How does that show the world God's love, kingdom people? Of course, I'm called to love you as my neighbors. But guess what? My neighbors are other people too. My neighbors are Samaritans too. I am called to love people. You are called to love people. Um, And we have known and believed that the love of God has For us, God is love, and he who abides in love abides in God, and God in him. If God is in you, you're a loving person. I don't have to say the opposite, do I? And this is not me beating you up. I promise you that I am not perfect at this. God always fine-tunes me. I challenge those first thoughts when I see certain people, certain things on commercials. But God has called us to love people. Can I get an amen? Amen. Somebody say kingdom living. Kingdom living. living. We're almost done. Love will open the door for you to speak the truth to those around you. Because you choose to love them in spite of differences, when that opportunity of truth comes, they see the love behind your words and action. Some of y'all need to start positioning yourself in a loving manner, because one day that opportunity will come. It will come, because God is God, right? Hallelujah. I want to read one more scripture to you. And then we'll pray. Romans 12 and 10 is not going to be up there. I'm just going to read it to you. Be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Give preference to one another in honor. 
I'm leaving you with that task today. Love each other in this room, but also with a kingdom love, love those outside of this room. Love those who post things that just make your heart flutter. It's so easy to unfollow people. I just been click, click, unfollow, unfollow, unfollow. But the Lord's like, really? Running away so soon? Again, that's my challenge. I'm not saying you have to do that. And I've been tasked to respond to people with love. Did I say that I don't speak the truth? No, I speak the truth. My God is still God. I still know his kingdom rules. I still live by his kingdom grace. But I refuse to forget the love that he gave me to be where I am today. And then I act like I'm perfect and deny somebody else that love. Man, I, I just can't be that person. I can sit here for hours and tell you the mess I was in. I don't deserve Alice. Not the way I treated people before her. I should be addicted to things. I remember a preacher said, I thank God for the seeds I've planted that he didn't allow grow. That is my story. I, I planted a lot of things he didn't allow me to reap. And through all of that love and forgiveness and grace, I'm going to look past all of that, and I'm going to look at somebody who's different and not love them the way that the Lord has loved me. Not this kingdom person. Because kingdom living says love everybody. <laughs> Hallelujah. Close your eyes with me, please. Well, I'm going to keep mine open. You close yours. Lord, we, it wasn't meant to, this, this sermon wasn't meant to be heavy. It was meant to do exactly what you told me to do. Um, it was meant to talk about your love, uh, your kingdom love. Lord, you know every single person in this room. I pray even those who are watching us online, those in this room, that you will bring people to our minds that we need to love better. Bring those people to our minds right now. Even me, I, I already know, Lord. Help us to love people the way that you have loved us. Help us to know the true definition of neighbor. Father, help us to not be the priest or Levite that just walks past someone because we want to walk past them. Help us to love every single person. We're going to pray a dangerous prayer this morning with all eyes closed. I want you to raise your hand with me because I'm one of them who say, you know what? I need to do better with my kingdom love. I need to do better with my kingdom love on social media, in my wife and husband relationship, with my children, with my boss. I need to do better with my kingdom love. If that's you, go ahead and just raise your hand. I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to ask you to come up. That's just something that we're all going to pray for. All right, I see your hands. There's a lot of hands in here. And you at home, I want you to also 
participate. Or you can lower your hands. Father, you have seen our hands. Lord, we want to be kingdom people. We want to love people the way that you have created us to be. We don't want to live outside in another kingdom. Just because someone is different, they dress different, they make less money than us or more than us, or whatever it is, whatever qualifications we've been given people, we thank you. The only qualifications that matter is that they're breathing. We choose to love people in the kingdom love. And when we fail, show us and help us to do what we need to do to be true ambassadors of the kingdom. If y'all believe that, say amen. It's, it's so important that I say this. Um, when I write sermons, and I say this over and over, but I, I just think it needs to be said. When I write sermons, I never write them from the place of, I have arrived. Um, I have loved certain types of people better than I used to, but there's a whole other group of people I have to do better on. Okay? And our groups will be completely different. But there's people in this room who literally love everybody. You're my goal. I want to be you when I grow up. All right? I want everyone to, when they meet me, to meet a person who loves through the kingdom. Not because you meet my qualifications. Because my qualifications in the kingdom mean nothing. This is all the qualification that I need. Can I get an amen? Amen. Two Sundays down. Um, God is good. We have an amazing church. Can I get an amen? Every Sunday, the prayer team is in here. Man, so many of them. I love it. On Wednesday, I come in here, and they're just all over the place. I love it. It just brings ease. It just brings comfort, peace, um, that we fight together. This is a fight. Okay, I may stand here, but y'all don't know there's people out there praying for me right now in this audience. All right, I love that. All right, the enemy has no chance, bro. I love that. It's not even a secret weapon because I just said it. All right, Sharon's one of the number one. All right, I bet you when Sharon wakes up, you know, the enemy just freaks out, right? Oh my god, her eyes are open. Oh, oh god. (laughs) She's stoic. I love it. But God is good. I love you all. As you leave this house, be a kingdom person. You're going to make mistakes, but recover like a kingdom person recovers. Okay? And for those at home, thank you so much for tuning in. Love people. Live as kingdom people. And, um... Let's do it again this upcoming Wednesday. Wednesdays have been amazing for those Wednesday people who are hanging out with me. It's been great. We've done Jehovah Jireh. We've done Jehovah Rapha. This week we're going to do Jehovah Shama. Uh, one of the young ladies was just like, what are you talking about when you say that? Come on Wednesday, I got you. I'm going you know, to express what those names mean. And Corey is going to show me how to send you it's a video on YouTube that has 300 names of the Lord. It's amazing. Um, I've sent it to my praise team before. It has scripture base, and it's amazing. So if you want to, it's something great to just play during your prayer time. It's amazing. 
Okay, so you should see something like that coming up soon. But that's everything that I have for you. Make sure that respectfully you love on each other on the way out. 